Hi, this is Joy Kaya. And this is Sheree Grace. And we are here to welcome you to the Sacred Living with Joy and Grace podcast. Hey, Sheree. Hi, Joy. Hi. All right. Well, today on the Sacred Living podcast, we are going to be talking about our third sacred intention for sacred living. So let's go ahead and just recap. We went over the last two intentions in our previous episodes, and I'm really excited about this one because this is really about coming into ourselves. And so let's just go ahead and start. I'll read the intention, and then we'll just dive in and start breaking it down. Let's do it. Awesome. Here it goes. Stepping into our wisdom and life mastery that only our soul knows. From this place, we hold the sacred responsibility to hold space for our planet and all who live within her. We awaken from consciousness to consciousness, and therefore we must follow the life creed. Be, Be, do, do, have. Awesome. Ah, this is beautiful. It really is. It's beautiful. This is that like leveling up, yeah, that expansion. So let's just break it down into sections. I'm going to read the very first part, and okay. that is stepping into our wisdom and life mastery that only our soul knows. Yeah, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. I would say for me that it, um, you know, only our soul knows, right? Because we've been on this journey with ourselves this whole time, like lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. And so, um, our, our wisdom may be something different than the next person's wisdom and our path and what our gifts are and what we are to be spreading out into the world can be very different. And, um, I don't know, this just kind of came to me and I don't, I don't know if I'm sidebarring here, but like, you know, the, one of the, the worst things that I think that we do to ourselves as human beings is compare ourselves to the next person. Yes. And, um, and there's a lot of that. And I think that's coming up a lot for me in my life right now. There's a lot of transition and I know that my wisdom looks very different than someone else's Mm -hmm. and my path has been very different. And so I get to stand in that place and know that I'm whole, perfect and complete and worthy, um, I think is, is, um, I don't know, just for me, that's, that's what this beginning piece of, of, of pillar three means to Mm -hmm. me is Mm -hmm. just really, really standing in that place of, of my wisdom. You know, we, we all get, um, bombarded with all of this knowledge, which is really beautiful because I'm, I'm really heady like that. And I love to research, but you know, when it can turn into wisdom and it can actually be something that, um, is just actually becomes a part of you. Yeah. Embodied. Yeah. It's embodied. embodied. Perfect word. Yeah. yeah. And I would add to that, it talks about our souls knowing, and we really haven't talked about our point of view on past lives, but I believe in reincarnation. It makes more sense. What like my experiences and how I react to certain things without even having like this lifetime experiences right. to those things. Yeah. And so I have been in situations where I've 
guided past life regressions in a large group. And what I could visualize and see was seeing different lifetimes across the globe and like little beams of light, like you're looking at a map, you know, like you're zoomed out looking at Mother Earth as a whole and these little beams of light pop up for each lifetime you had and then seeing how they weave together and they connect together. Now that's really big picture thinking. I think there's some beauty in that. I think that there is, let's just give that room for thought and possibility. And if that is the case, then we are in complete alignment for what we're supposed to be doing in in this lifetime. It makes sense for the last lifetime that we were in and it will make sense for future ones too. So then we just realize, oh, we're just a bigger part of a masterpiece here. Right. And that is about life mastery is, is understanding that like we are everything and we are nothing. Yes. Right. We are, we are mighty and we are small. Yeah. And, um, and then if we can just embrace that and be okay with it, that feels like life mastery to me. That feels like my inner wisdom and you know because we're talking about stepping into that wisdom when we look at the previous intentions we did talk about integrating our lessons and learning and soul reflection and understanding our sacred medicine so this third intention brings all that together and now we're here Right. So this, the are stepping stones or pillars, however we want to look at them, but we, we weave back and forth between the three intentions, but this one is really about stepping into, um, a, a, a stronger, wiser, more fulfilling place. Right. And I feel too with this, with this third one, you know, when we first sat down and, and came up with these, um, <clears throat> they really, um, I think in this in the spiritual work that we do, things aren't always so um, one two three, right? Uh, we kind of just we just go in and out of them. But when we did write these originally, it was kind of like you need to you really need to experience, or it would be a it would be um, a wonderful idea <laughs> to experience one and then two and then getting to the place of three. Yes. So th- this particular in this particular um, conversation, we are kind of talking like that. You know, uh, there's just you know, like you got to crawl before you can walk type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you at can least touch on it. You, you can, can certainly, yeah, you can you can certainly have a conversation. You can touch on it. You can you can just you know have moments of feeling yes, that life mastery. Totally, totally. But I just you know I really truly believe in the process of you know evolution or mm-hmm. you know just you know and you know you you're where you're at yeah. and sometimes you're ready sometimes you're not you know mm-hmm. you just life is life and so you just got to hold on and go on go along yeah. for the ride and, sometimes and yeah. sometimes we have the wisdom within and other times we need others to yes. eliminate that wisdom yes. for us so we can you know just like what what this podcast is really about is having these conversations and maybe just sparking something yeah and, 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 you know, our listeners like, Hey, maybe that is food for thought, or maybe that is a possibility. And, and what does that mean to me? And how can I translate that? So when we're talking about wisdom and life mastery, it's not a destination. It is a journey. Yes. And we understand that there are going to be times where you feel like you've mastered something in your life. You're going to feel like you've come from your, your soul's wisdom. And that's awesome. And then about 95% of the time you don't because you're learning and growing <laughs> right. and learning and growing. So we want to be realistic here. Yeah. We are not. No, yeah. <laughs> there's no perfect. There's no experts here. <laughs> yes. So yeah. All right. Great. Well, let's just go to the next section and, okay. and, and talk more about it. So 
stepping into our wisdom and life mastery that only our soul knows. From this place, we hold the sacred responsibility to hold space for our planet and all who live within her. Well, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about sacred responsibility for a minute, being okay. responsible and what that really means to be responsible. Well, okay. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think that that means? You know, because I, yeah. again, here we are two different people and mm-hmm. everyone has their own points of view. So, I mean, I happen to love Joy's point of view. So I, <laughs> as I love yours too, Sheree. <laughs> so yeah. What well, do you think? Okay, well, the fact that we, we put sacred in front of it is definitely going to shift it a little bit. But mm-hmm. if I were to look at responsibility just as a beginning seed, responsibility is our awareness, not shying away from what we see, and calling it out, having that accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't be responsible until we're accountable, until we, we, we see it and we're accountable for it. So responsibility in a general sense is saying, you know, I apologize, I'm sorry, or I said I would take that on, so now I'm going to follow through. Mm-hmm. Sacred responsibility is like deep soul integrity. Yeah. It's, it's being responsible even when you really don't want to and you want to put your head in the sand. Right. That's what sacred responsibility feels like for me. Yeah. And there's some kind of contract in my soul that says I need to be responsible, even if I feel I haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Be responsible for my part. Yeah. <clears throat> Very cool. What about you, Sheree? Um, for me, you know, always starts with the me. Um, being responsible for my side of the street, for all my um, programmers out there. But um, so I think being responsible from from my perspective and understanding that it's not going to be everyone else's. Like, I, I want to start there. And then, you know, being responsible for what I bring into the space. So, like, how am I showing up? Um, I know for me, if I'm not able to access compassion for myself, chances are <laughs> I'm not going to be accessing it for those around me. That's mm. just, you know, like, so it does, you know, the kind of work I've done is, you know, really just, just real deep self inquiry to where you, you know, you just, you just start with the, with me first and then everything, you know, just kind of ripples out from there. Yeah. So I, I would say that walking this path, um, there's a reason that that I took on the spiritual name Grace, um, walking this path with Grace, mm-hmm. and so that means <clears throat> when maybe my go-to reaction for something is is something less than graceful, I get to remember, you know, that sacredness inside of me and that oath really that I took um, to present things, conversations, feelings, ideas, all of that, you know, as graciously as I possibly can, Yeah. you know? So I think that for me is part of the responsibility. Yeah, definitely. And you really segued a little bit without meaning to, I'm sure, but it was perfect. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because you talked about, you know, how it ripples out. So yeah. once we're responsible for ourselves, then it ripples out. And that just takes us to the second part of the statement, which right. is, you know, sacred spot. We, we have to hold that sacred responsibility to hold space for our planet yeah, and for, 
um, for all who live within her. I, I do want to take a minute to talk about the planet. I think okay. it's important. And I we're not going to be advocates of, you know, the environment right now. That's not... I don't think that's our call. We're never against anything. We're just always for things. So just remember that. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Here, here. It's a great motto to have. Yeah. So, gosh, our planet, she's so beautiful. And there is something that we just need to be aware of. And that is that things are what they are. We are in early February recording this of 2020 and it is really warm and I can't remember the last time it rained and we live in Northern California. We get rain. I know. Yeah. So I'm a bit concerned. I think it was like early Jan, like early January was the last rain we have and we're in winter Yeah. and I'm, we're seeing this everywhere. This yeah. isn't just here. Um, I look at Australia and oh my gosh, devastation and the fires and their drought and they're having to wake up and take action. So, you know, this isn't a political conversation. This is a human race conversation. Right. Yes. We are and, responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to be responsible. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, with this, there will be times within, um, you know, conversations that we have here on the podcast where being responsible and taking action will come up for our planet. But I think what we want to do here and what our intention is together is just to like kind of wake up and just ask yourself, am I being responsible? Yeah. Am I taking responsible action? And, you know, living a minimal life is great and, and being, you know, and, and really being aware of like what you throw away and what you recycle, all of that really matters. Um, but you know, I'm guilty. I used to drive a Tahoe. I had this, this right. huge Chevy yeah. Tahoe for all my four kids. Yeah. You know, and all the sports and the, like, I'm totally that mom. I'm the lacrosse slash soccer mom yeah. that like had all the gear in the back, but I was the tree hug. I'd be actually hugging a tree or sitting under the tree journaling. Right. While my kids, while my kids were at practice, there was this beautiful willow I used to sit under actually, um, that I just loved. And I got to sit under the willow tree while my kids were practicing soccer, but I drove there in a Tahoe. Like, yeah. Let's not make, any, yeah. Like, I, I want to be really clear. I am not perfect. But there is something that we all can do. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's aware. important is just, you know, just do something where you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I've chosen to live a minimalist lifestyle. Like, that's that's something. And for me, I got to tell you guys, I, um, about every three months, I go through my entire house and I get rid of things. And there's something that feels so good about that. I feel good from the moment I make the decision to do it to the moment I drop that stuff off at the local Goodwill or the thrift store up the street that I like to take it to. Like there, it just, it does something for me. Yeah. And, um, so there's a space that I found that I can do something. I can make a difference. I can recycle you know, like I can make sure like when I do, I know this sounds silly, but when I do recycle, I like to rinse out the food, you know, so that like, I, and I know that like not everyone does this, but for me, it just, it makes me feel good. Yeah. And it's like just doing my part and I'm in, I am taking responsibility. And for those little things that like no one else sees, I have a million of those little things that no one ever sees, right. especially when you spend a ton of time in solitude, like I do. Um, it's just, 
but it's awesome to have these conversations and mm-hmm. be able to like bring this stuff up and like really have a chance to talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's good Absolutely. because I bet you there's a lot of other people just like me, mm-hmm. you know, and we do want to talk about this stuff. It's just like in which, in how, and how do you do that? You right? know? And as you were saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, there's only one thing I'd add because you said it so perfectly. And I do believe in releasing and letting go of things too. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, but maybe before you make the purchase, oh, asking God. Yeah, yourself, like, like, like asking yourself, <laughs> do you really need this? Yeah. Is this, is, does my soul need this? Is this going to be yeah. a service for my home, for my household, for my family, for me? Yeah. And then you, and once you know your answer, like listening to that, and that is being sacredly responsible, isn't totally. it? Yeah. Huh. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. See, now we're getting all into the environment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a small touch and we got excited. Maybe we will have an episode on doing our part. Yeah, we totally will. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can even, you yeah. know, like do a little research and t- see what other people are doing out there so we can bring that to the conversation. Sorry to take you guys on our tangent with us. Yes. But hey, now we've got you thinking, I hope. All right. And then the second part of that was, um, you know, obviously for all who live within her, you know, so we want to hold space for our planet and we also want to hold space for you and for, you, for each yeah. other and for all Animal yeah. Yeah, and animal kind. Yeah. So with that, I I feel like you had said it really well earlier, and just being responsible for ourselves and allowing that to ripple out is probably the biggest piece. And I don't know if I'd add much more to that. What about you, Shree? Would you add anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. I yeah. think I'm already going down to the last part and I'm already at the be, do, have, which is something <laughs> I just love. But so yeah, we can, we can move on to the very last portion sure. of pillar three. I think we really, um, described it yeah. as well as we could have for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. You know, and that is part of life mastery is being like, okay, so this is that, what this looks like next is me being responsible for all the things. Yeah. My mind, my body, my spirit. And how all of that affects the world yeah. that I live in. And being responsible, I guess, too. I, I guess so I do have something else to say. Um, Me too. I kept going. <laughs> um, being responsible for your relationships with people and, like, you know, who you are to them. And um, that, that's a big responsibility, guys. Like, I... I notice it and it's something that doesn't necessarily come natural to me being a um only child from a single mother. I I I just, you know, just a little different. You know, it's just a little different. I don't have, you know, my own biological children and um uh, my journey's just been a little different. So I get to be responsible. Um I get to be responsible and understand um who I am for other people and what their needs may be of me and, and how, and you know, the way in which I fulfill them and, and stay true to myself. So yeah. Here, here. Yep. All right. And then of course I'm the opposite of you, although I am an only child as well. (laughs) I have four kids. (laughs) So they have taught me a ton about what that needs to look like. And then, you know, one of the things I'll mention, because I know that others will resonate is becoming a mom and having four children, and you just have one child and feel this way. Having four children, I got really trapped in how much I, I just focused on everyone else, and I didn't focus on me. Mm. And that's you know, and that is a as a is something we fall into as moms very often. 
is that we get so busy taking care of everyone else, we forget to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Next thing you know, you wake up, you have 80 pounds on you. Next thing you know, you're having a glass of wine every night and you're questioning why. Next thing you know, next thing you know. Yeah. And, um, but with that, you great you gain great wisdom because it really comes down to this beautiful full circle of now it comes back to me. So I have to continue to think about this as like a circle or a spiral even of focus on myself so I may focus on others. Focus on myself yeah, and then focus on sure. others. And allow that to be a flow in your life. Not fixed. It's fluid. And we just let that flow. Yeah. All right. Last portion of our intention. So we're doing all of this wonderful stuff. So we awaken from unconscious to conscious. And therefore, we must follow the life creed, be, do, have. So real quickly, unconscious to conscious, I do believe that most of our listeners absolutely get that concept. Now, intention one and two are obviously going to help us do that. Right. What would you add to that, Sheree? What do you think? Unconscious to conscious. Meditation. Well, Yeah. <laughs> So how do you get there, right? Or, wait, or yeah. <laughs> how do I unlock that? How do I unlock that? Yes, I, I would say meditation is the probably the most powerful. Um, and second to meditation would be breath work mm-hmm. um, or Kriya. Um, Awareness. Yeah. Being aware of your internal dialogue. Being aware of your actions. Yeah. Stopping and pausing and asking yourself, what am I doing? Yeah. Am I happy with this? Just like we talked about, you know, our actions. Like it's it being responsible for our actions. It's the same goes for awakening our our subconscious, unconscious mind to be conscious, right? To have some kind of control over it. And so I think there's a lot of mindset conversation around that mm-hmm. and spiritual practices and sacred ritual that we talk a lot about here at Sacred Living will apply right to awakening that unconscious difference. I think too, um when I was I just kinda got sidetracked, but with the with the meditation, so for me when I think of meditation and going from unconscious to conscious, um it meditation gives us this opportunity to um just stop with our language so much. I think that when uh, we're in silence. Si- yeah, we're yeah, silent like we're in our own heads like all the time. And we there is this internal dialogue that never stops. And um when you meditate and you become you get a practice, you know, like a, a practice like in a daily practice really. It does take some time. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you guys that this is something that you do just one time and you've got it and it it's not that and that's why it's called a practice. But when you can get a consistent practice you do, you have these longer periods of time where you don't have your own internal dialogue just constantly running. Mm-hmm. And it may still be there, but you, you, you acquire the skill to just, um, just set it aside. Now, whether you do that with mantra, mudra, um, you know, I'm, I'm using yoga terms here, but like whether you do that um, or you just really, really work um, diligently to quiet the mind, um, you know, it's, it, it really does benefit you. And I really feel that that is a place where you can definitely travel from that unconscious to conscious. Beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. And so, um, and then therefore 
Now, we have adopted the bead you have from Cherie. So, yes. Cherie, I'm going to let you take okay. this. Yeah. And I will add my, my thoughts on top of it. Okay, so I'm super excited to take this because I get to um, mention where this came from for me. And so, um, as you guys know, Joy and I have very um, broad backgrounds. And one of the things that I really think that moved me forward in my life is doing about, I think it was about a two year long transformation. Um, I'll just call it transformation work. And it consisted of doing lots of different workshops, leadership programs, mastery programs, all of that stuff. And so in that, in that work that I was doing, there is a concept, a concept of be, do, have. And so the B part is really about just getting your place yourself to a place where you really, really can, um, you're really just being who it is that you say that you want to be or to, you know, you're being what you have created because as I've said in previous times, you know, we do grow up and we have these belief systems that are kind of locked in and then we get older and we realize, Hey, this isn't necessarily how I feel or what I believe in. And so then we get to, we get to dive into that and we get to do what we need to do. So there's the B part. And then, so then, you know, when we're, we're being this being, you know, there's things that we have to do (laughs) this, you know, we, we are having this human experience and there's things that we have to do. We have to be parents. We have to be, um, employees, employers, we have to, we have to do these things. So that is, you know, coming from a place of being and then moving into a place of doing. And then of course, at that place, you know, have, you know, you have what you have based on the, the being that the person that you want to show up the way you want to show up in the world and who you want to be. And so that's the breakdown. That's the breakdown um, for me and just where it came from. And then when I said it, you know, you, it really resonated for you too. It did. So I, and it's, I'm excited actually before I even like, before I even ask, but I'm excited to see like what your breakdown is because you didn't have the experience of the be, do, have that I did for those two years. So um, I got to actually see how me changing and doing all of this actually, so it's really cool to mm-hmm. see how it will be cool to see how you break that down and yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. So the B, I do agree with just embracing all of who you are. And this is an internal experience. And we, in our three intentions, like absolutely encompass that. And so the B part is in your being. I 100% right there. And the first time I touched on that, it was magic. And I was hooked and I just wanted more and more of it. And I hope that many listeners can say they feel the same. The do piece for me is then to be that in the world. Once I can integrate that into my soul, then it's about bringing and weaving that into my, into my life and, and showing up as that person. And, and that's important to me. The have is a little different. I think for me, I think about, um, well, maybe like it's more like the B. I understand that the do part of the do is going from student to teacher, mm. and that is that life mastery that we're talking about. Yeah. Because we don't get to just be the receiver only; we have to show up and give back. And so, be and then do is part of that giving back. 
And then the have feels like the blessings that show up. And now as we are, result. Re- as yeah. a result, and now we are in that state of receiving the blessings. And I will tell you, have is probably the hardest one. Yeah. Because to hit self-realization, to feel activated in your life, to feel like you're expanding and growing and going to the next level, that could be the most beautiful experience and the most frightening one Right. Too. So the butterfly. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know I have wings. Oh wait, I do have wings. Wow. I can do this. And so the half piece is really probably the hardest things. And I know we probably have, you know, men listening too, but as a woman, it's one of the hardest things. It's innately in us to be givers and to receive is the uncomfortable um, piece of it and I I always ask people like what's your dominant hand what hand do you write with and I say that's your giving hand and then your receiving hand is the uh, is the other hand and mm-hmm. the other hand it's always hard to like if you just practice like giving with the right you can easily give but to take from the from the other um, like say if you're left hand if you're right handed if you're left hand you're um, non-dominant and you it's hard to take from the left it's hard to use your left it's not as well skilled and so receiving from that side of you can be really tricky so that to me is part of that magic yeah and part of that those elements and I'll never forget the time that I realized I can't just keep it in me any longer yeah (laughs) and it was scary but exciting right so we if you have that feeling in you listen to it honor it and start to explore what that might look like for you. That creative right. piece of you, that passion that wants to bubble up and be shared. Yeah. So that is our three or our third intention. And I, I think we say, you know, we invite you to embrace this third intention and the previous two. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, uh, you know, really, I think key and essential. Yeah, I really do. Agreed. Uh, I think we have our oracle card for the day. Do we oh, want to share that? that too? Okay. Yeah. All right. The tree of life is our card today. Yes. So um, as before, we pull from the mystical shaman oracle. Um, Joy and I both really, really enjoy this deck. And today's card pull was the tree of life. Mm. And so... Um, as I've said before, when we, when, or at least for me, when I pull a card, I like to stop for a moment, um, really look at the card. These particular cards have beautiful illustrations on them. And, um, I like to just, uh, just see what comes up for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, the downloads or, you know, whatever term you want to use, but like, you know, just really what comes up. So before even looking in the book, I will say for me, Um, I see the tree of life. It's a really beautiful card. It's um, a tree, but it's got like this trunk that's um, uh, intertwined intertwined together. So that's perfect Um, for Joy and I. uh, Really, really deep, big, thick roots. Beautiful. Um, The leaves of the tree are actually butterflies, which is really, really beautiful. Um, And so I will say, yeah, the tree of life for me, let's see, before looking in the book, really deep roots, you know, just really deep roots, um, the ability to, um, see in the darkness and, um, really, really tall branches, beautiful expansion, um, and just the ability to just be in the light. Absolutely. Um, I think 
you know, look, you know, that balance, that balance. Oh gosh, I'm always looking for that balance. Mm-hmm. I often talk about how I can be very extreme black and white thinking. I think a lot of us can based on certain experiences in our past. And this, this journey of mine that I'm on is all about finding that balance in that gray area, which actually doesn't exactly exist. So that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go off with the left But, but regardless, it is, it is um, an area that I am interested in traveling. So, Well, with the message yeah. of the tree of life, I definitely agree with you. It's about the roots and the depth of the roots. So recognizing that when you're looking at a tree, if its roots are planted too shallow, in the first storm, it can blow over. So you want your roots to be deep within the soil. And that is part of that sacred connection that we were talking about. And so we want to be the tree of life. We want to embrace and embody that. And so just it's so fitting for today's episode because the life mastery piece, Mm -hmm. the tree of life is a reflection of life mastery. So I feel like that sums it up and I hope you agree. And it feels like completion yeah and that with that third intention is about feeling those moments of completion right and yes the deeper your roots the bigger your branches the farther and higher they can reach and And then yeah i will say and then the last thing um that i'll say about this and it does actually talk about this a little bit in the book i just read is um your soil Mm mm-hmm so like joy and i talk a lot about seed and soil and what that means and you know soil is all of this you know like what are we putting in there and that this is the sacred work we're talking about you know like what what are we what's going to make this tree grow and the the you know the branches just become really big and beautiful and green or whatever color tree it is and the roots really deep you know what's gonna what's gonna um nurture that and so that's that's something that we get to take a look at too yes 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 well this has been a blast and i'm so excited to be sharing this third intention and again we will be weaving this intention throughout the episodes i guarantee you'll be talking about it again yeah Um, we want to thank you for joining us and don't forget to check us out on social media we are on instagram under sacred living with joy and grace um also we are on facebook we have our own facebook group as well and you can find those links in our show notes so thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time bye We here at Sacred Living want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for joining us in these soulful conversations. Absolutely. And we'd love for you to join our community. You can find us on Facebook where we dive even deeper into these wonderful sacred conversations. Just search for Sacred Living with Joy and Grace. We are also on Instagram. And feel free to hit up our website and take a look at what we're up to and see where we are going to be live next at sacredliving.info. Remember to go out and curate that life that you love. And together we say, and so it is.